Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is with the first pick, the CBS Sports NFL Draft Podcast. This is episode 72. I'm Ryan Wilson. That's Rick Spielman. And today, Rick, it's the finale of the with the first pick summer scouting school series. And we're talking cornerbacks and safeties. A year ago, four and a half cornerbacks went in round one, or maybe last summer, I should say. A year ago, we were looking at a lot of these cornerbacks. And I'm counting Joey Porter in that four and a half, Rick, uh, who went to the top of the second round, 32nd overall. We can talk about that later as to the hows and whys. The other guys who went before him, Devin Witherspoon, Manuel Forbes, Christian Gonzalez, and of course, De- Deontay Banks went off the board before Joey Porter. All told, nine corners and two safeties went in the first two rounds. Now, I don't know if we'll see that many go that high next spring, but Rick, I'll ask you this. Could it be the case that our collective CB1 in 2024, and I think we have the same guys who sit here right now, would be or would have been the top corner? in last year's class. I think he would have potential to do that. I think it's what he's going to run, and that may the big, be the biggest question on him, but he has every trait that you can imagine when you sit there and check all the boxes as you evaluate this player that we'll talk about soon um, to be a shutdown-type corner in the NFL. And a little tease there, uh, he also has the one of the best names in football history. Can you think of a better name off the top of your head than the young man we're going to talk about in a second? No, that's a, that's a pretty good one, although Bumper Pool is pretty good, too. Bumper Pool is a good one. <laughs> Bumper Pool will not, did not go in the first round, however. No. So, uh, But he had a first Linebacker round from Arkansas, right? <laughs> had, had a great name, no doubt about it. All right, we'll get to that, and then we'll take a look at some of our favorite cornerbacks and safeties in this upcoming class to stick around. And if you missed it, on Monday, me and Rick recapped the weekend's preseason action. We looked at how some of these rookies and young quarterbacks performed. A lot of good, some not so great. You can check that out in the feed, of course. And we also looked at standout efforts from a bunch of rookies who didn't play quarterback, and that was a lot of fun to talk about. So, again, check all that stuff out in the old podcast feed. And finally, if you like what we do here, take a second hit the old thumbs-up button on the YouTubes at NFL on CBS and subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps us grow the show and spread the word. All right, Rick. Here we go. Talking cornerbacks. Oh, wait a second. Debo sent me a note. We're having a little special segment of trivia for Rick Spielman. <laughs> I, I, I'm the worst trivia player ever. So, okay. This is a, there's an added twist here. And you've okay. already won Paramount Plus, so you can't win. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on for you. How about that if you, if you get these right? Yeah. Okay. I will call you so I can actually watch what I've won because I still can't figure <laughs> out how to, to put me. it on the TV. But when I do fly Delta, I get Paramount Plus on that, those flights. Uh, yeah, not a sponsor, but they are also <laughs> giving you Paramount Plus. All right, here it is. Here's the uh, little twist for the, the spiel, uh, for the trivia, excuse me. It's Rick Spielman trivia. So let's see if you know these. All right, you ready? Yep. Number one, what body part did Massillon linebacker John Mayles break, prompting <laughs> Rick Spielman to take over his starting role? Oh, God. A leg? He broke his hand. John broke his hand. Oh. Okay, I don't even remember John. Sorry, John. 
Jeez, oh, come on. All right, here we go. You'll get this one. I feel much better about it. What did Rick Spielman say when asked about how he felt after entering a playoff game against McKinley with a sack? Good. <laughs> great. You were close. You're a little more excited than good. You said great. How many touchdown passes? This is number three. How many touchdown passes did Rick Spielman throw as a high school senior? 17? 11. You okay. Grade yourself a little high on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one, Rick. Here we go. Against which opponent did Rick Spielman have the best passing game of his high school career? And here are the numbers. 15 of 24 for 316 yards. What year was that? 19. 1980 316 that's that's like if you do that for inflation that's 800 yards in today's <laughs> yard 15 of 24 for 316 with three touchdowns what game who'd you play against mansfield senior oh look at that Devo. he got that one great so Devo put these questions together for you and i know you don't want to talk about it but we'll move on quickly congratulations let's to, go move on do i very well i gotta read you what Devo wrote because it's sort of funny do i very own rick spielman for going into the maslon wall of champions maslon high schools were, were of course Rick Spielman went to school. And as Debo notes here in, in my copy, just 29 years after his brother? Yeah. And Paul, <laughs> and Paul Brown. <laughs> It'll be me, my brother, Paul Brown. <laughs> and I saw Debo and I were looking at the uh, press release. Devin Smith's going in. I didn't know he went to Massillon, the, the former Ohio State player, who um, wide receiver who played for the Jets for a little bit, got hurt, I believe. So, yeah, congratulations, Rick. I know you don't like talking about all the successes you've had, but that was fun. <laughs> All right. You're terrible we... at Rick Spielman trivia, too, it turns out. No, yeah. I'm, I may be the worst at that. <laughs> you got one out of four. Yeah. Well, see, that tells you when you interview a player, he can tell you and rattle off his stats <laughs> and know everything about him that uh, he's got a pretty self-inflated ego. He's. I was more worried about the team. And mm. I can tell you that we struggled my senior year. Um, oh, really? Yes. Uh, and then uh, our coach – was a lot of heat on him because we would think we went seven and three that year. And oh, seven and three is struggling. Yes. Yeah. If you didn't get to the state championship, my junior year, we went to the state championship and got uh, down in Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. It's got, still called Nippert Stadium too, I believe, right? I, uh, I don't unless, know. Because they, re they, uh... they redone the stadium okay. down there in Cincinnati. And uh, we got our arses handed to us pretty good <laughs> by Cincinnati Moeller. <laughs> oh, home of Ken Griffey. And yes. I think Pete Rose went there too. Pete Rose Jr. maybe. And yeah, but they, they were a, a parochial school, private school, and they were bringing guys in from Texas, from <laughs> Kentucky, from all yeah. over. So it's a private school money, Rick. So, okay, you played quarterback and linebacker. How much younger is Chris than you? You guys played together, right? Yeah, he was a sophomore my senior year. And what he played linebacker, and what else he, did he play? He played linebacker and running back. I was going to say, I was going to guess running back. He feels like a running back. Mentality. And did you know that in high school, uh, he was actually on the Wheaties box? I did not know that. Here's the thing. You're talking about seven and three and the coach being on the hot seat. I went to high school, and this is no joke, where it was so historically terrible year to year, the football program, that one of the, the players on the football team wrote a, uh, you see the the front, I think it was actually the front page, the, the first page inside the Sports Illustrated that was a, a one-pager or the back page where he, he got to wrote, he, he wrote 800 words on why our team was so terrible, made it into Sports Illustrated, and that was the the biggest development, the biggest success for our high school program that we made it into Sports Illustrated for all the wrong reasons. Very proud of of Josh, not Josh, Nate Taylor, I believe. 
Ah, there oh, look he at is. that. Wow. <laughs> if you're watching, uh, if you're listening, you have to go over to the YouTube to see good old <laughs> Chris uh, Spielman in that mustache. Yeah. That's amazing. So that was national or was that regional? National. Oh, my gosh. He was one of the top uh, high school players or top amateur athletes coming out uh, in this, and uh, was on the Wheaties box. So he looks he looks like he might be six feet, 185? Yeah, maybe 185, 190. Yeah. Here, here's the most depressing thing about that picture. Number one, his waist looks like it's about 20 inches. Number two, my son, who's 16, has that same haircut right now. <laughs> it's coming back. Thank God he can't grow a mustache. <laughs> All right, that was fun, Rick. We'll move on. Congratulations. We're really happy for you, even if you don't want to talk about it. But that's that's a great accomplishment for you. Great. Let's go. You need to do better on your Rick Phil and trivia, though. <laughs> All right. When we see Chris, I'll ask him those trivia questions. I bet he gets them. All right, let's talk about these cornerbacks here. We teased our guy Kool-Aid McKinstry. Here's another <laughs> – I hate to bring it up. Another trivia fact for you. What is Kool-Aid's Christian name? What's his given name? I don't know that one. I just have ja- uh, known him by Kool-Aid. Jaquincy. Jaquincy. So I love his name is Jaquincy McKinstry. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's a great name. But Kool-Aid uh, obviously is the guy we were talking about earlier. Oh, geez. Debo just informs me that we have a a poll for the comparisons between your comp for Kool-Aid and my comp for Kool-Aid. Hopefully that means I win. We'll see. But Kool-Aid obviously uh, stood out last year on that Alabama team, and that, that defense was obviously very good. Had a lot of guys drafted, Will Anderson and Brian Branch among them. But uh, he has a chance to be special. I'll give you his unofficial numbers here. He is unofficially 6'1", 188. He's listed as a 4'3", guy. I actually question if he ran that fast on tape. He didn't look like he was that fast on tape. Not that he was slow. Uh, but just something I, I'm curious about. He only had one interception in 2022, and sometimes that's a function of teams not targeting you. Sometimes it's just you're not catching the football. So it happened to, be, uh, happened to be against Austin P as well, so not a top-flight talent uh, program. No offense to Austin P. That said, I thought he was smooth in, in, in his route in terms of staying with receivers on, on deep routes in terms of comebacks. He was a willing tackler. Um, I had a little quest, questions at times about his his ball awareness, but that's not the end of the world. It just could have been the game I was watching. But obviously a, a lot to like here with Jaquincy. Yeah, and uh, I, I could just tell you that I, I agree with a lot of your assessment, which is hard to believe, but mm-hmm. I do. Um, did not have a lot of interceptions, but the one thing I disagree, I think he has great ball instincts and awareness. Okay. And he does a great job at the catching point of stripping the receiver of the ball. Um, and I've seen that numerous times. And I was fortunate enough to be down at Alabama for a scrimmage last Saturday. And he is everything that we are talking about and everything is advertised. He is long. He is athletic. He is smooth. He is very instinctive. He looks like a natural corner. Uh, as one old gal told me, it look, uh, when he was born, he probably came out backpedaling. He's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what his mom would say to that. <laughs> but don't forget, he also has putt return skills. Right. And, that's right. That's a good point. And uh, he is steady there. He's. I don't think he's a game breaker as a punt returner, but he can also give you some punt return in case you needed it as well. All the guys that I looked at, he was definitely the top corner on my uh, initial list here. Right. And just to be clear, the guys we're talking about are guys that we like. They're not necessarily our top five. And we'll mention a few names at the end of of players that are also going to be in that conversation. So uh, Kool-Aid, we both agree, is our number one. I think I have it written down here. 
And then we sort of go off off script here in terms of the the next few guys we have that we watch and how we rank them. Next up. Well, wait a second. You're going. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. God, you are like so. Will you get I, back into the game? Okay, do you want me I'm, to take over Debo because he is losing his mind? He just we have to do like things. Yeah, we have to do games that we like to want to see matchups. There's a lot of things before we move on to the next. I'm guy. worried about this comp poll. That's what that's what's uh, preoccupying my my mind right now. So, all right, so let's do the game first, and then the draft range, and then we'll do the we'll save the comp for for the last part right. just to to build the suspense. All right, which game you said you're interested in watching the LSU and Texas games? Um, tell me why. Yeah, because Napers, who we both like and we think oh, is yeah. a top five receiver at LSU, uh, if he matches up with him. And then I thought last year watching the Texas game that out of any of the games at me may have been one of the games that he struggled a little bit. And you got Worthy from Texas, who is a skinny beanpole but can run like lightning. Yep. Um, so I'm anxious to see him matched up against probably the two best safeties or the two best receivers that he'll face this year. So we talked about Xavier Worthy. We talked about both the players, but Xavier Worthy coming out of Texas, uh, he was unofficially listed at 6'1", 160, which is t- somehow 28 pounds less than McKinstry, who looks quite, not frail, but thin on, on tape. So we'll see where these guys are. I, I didn't think Worthy looked that skinny. But anyway, those are, are certainly two games worth watching. You mentioned Neighbors as well, the wide receiver for LSU. And that matchup, I think we both agree, top 15 is the floor for Kool-Aid unless something goes horribly wrong. Correct, unless he ends up. And the biggest question will be the speed. And uh, and that's why you'll be able to see there's time speed like we talked about in some of the other ones, and then there's play speed. And I think he plays fast enough because I see him stay on top of receivers when he gets extended down the field. The biggest question I have is makeup speed. So if he does get behind a receiver on a double move or something, can he make up that distance uh, if he initially gets beat? So let me ask you this. What if he runs a four five five and he plays like he, we expect him to play and he, we don't have, he doesn't play at four five five. Uh, there'll be some teams concerned. Just like, uh, you know, just an example that we talked about on the rookies that we watched uh, last week coming out of preseason week one, Brian Branch did not run yeah. fast. But yet when you watch him on tape and you watch him in that first preseason game, he was fast and he plays a lot faster than maybe he timed. So, and I think Kool-Aid plays a lot faster than he'll probably time. Uh, but I do want to see if he has that makeup speed. And one of the games that you'll potentially see that is when he goes against Worthy from Texas. You make a good point, Rick. And thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I say that all the time though because I, I appreciate and respect all that you do. But hey, listen, man, Brian Branch went in the middle of the second round. If he ran a four-four flat, would have been a first-round pick. No questions asked. So yep. that's that's a that's a good point. So all right, Kool Aid. I hope you run fast, my man. All right, what are the comps here? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Go ahead. All right, this one's going to blow your mind. Marshawn Lattimore, former okay. Ohio State. Oh, what? You don't hate it? No, I I, I love all your comps because <laughs> I win. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can tell by your initial reaction, though. You were At least you weren't disgusted by the comps. I don't so that, know if he runs as fast yeah, as Lattimore. Fair fair, that's, fair uh, that's why I couldn't come up with that comp, but I can see the cover skills and the ball skills. That Lattimore has. Well, listen, so. whatever happens on the poll, I consider this a moral victory because you didn't just throw up when I said the no, the cop's I, name. I never throw it up because I respect <laughs> all the hard work and whatever pewter you use in 
whatever <laughs> program you use to try to come up with comps. I just try to come up with the first guy that pops into my head as I'm sitting there watching. Him. And who was the first guy or the first guys, plural? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the uh, Asante Samuel Jr. and Sr. because I thought when they came out, they both had very good corner skills, very good ball skills. But the question on them was, can they run fast enough? And both junior and senior have become very good corners in the league. And that's why I, I, I went with those comps. Was the comp for, uh, oh gosh, here we go. Oh, oh wait, God. here we go. If you're uh, listening, please go over to YouTube as quickly as possible because I have one. We need an alarm bell, a, a celebration chime Debo. Cause I've won another comp poll. 64%, Rick, almost two thirds of the voters. Thank you. Uh, 631. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. That's, that's good. <laughs> Debo's again doing the pool thing where he's like swaying the pools because he's the only one that has access to them. I love that when you win, there's no question about it. And when you lose, there's it's rigged. I don't know where, where you got that from. Uh, Debo notes that the final tally, because we're done. This is it. No more polls. You won six to three. Great. So I just, I'm excited for the poll on our predictions on where these guys are going to go and where they actually end up. By the way, that's six to three that your response, your great response is the same response that the, your head coach gave when he went seven and three. He, <laughs> yeah, not very great. excited. Yeah. yeah. No, I lost. Yeah. I lost three, which is ridiculous. So <laughs> to me. <laughs> so uh, was the comp for Asante Samuel Jr., his father coming out? Was that a, a, a popular one? Yeah, I, I think I'm just because of the awareness and the instincts and coverage. But the question on those guys were the speed. Lattimore didn't have question on his speed. So that's where I am trying to struggle to put my mind and wrap my head around that comp. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. I think Debo has a little fun game for us. What do you got here, Debo? College football's all. Oh, this is great. <laughs> College football's all-name team entering 2023. So Oklahoma has someone named General Booty. <laughs> Quavassier Smoke. Oh, I remember him. All right. Uh, who's this? DeColdis Crawford. <laughs> this is fantastic. Louisiana Tech. And then Darius Clark, Defiance College. I'm not sure. You know where Defiance is, Rick? No. Fat Watts, P-H-A-T Fat. Pretty hot and tempting. Chris Tucker fans, Tulane, Ra Rowdy Beers. That was definitely Rick's nickname uh, as a Saluki. Florida International for old Rowdy Beers. Parker Titsworth. I don't know if we can say that out loud from Ohio. Shout out to Parker. Jaden Muskrat. Auburn after transferring from Tulsa. Tiger Shanks. That's uh, Pete Prisco's golf game, UNLV. Oh, worse. Dodger Saucer, <laughs> Iowa State. Fish McWilliams. That is my new favorite player, UAB. Octavius Oxen died, Kentucky. Huh. I have to look out for him. Uh, Shittacilla from Boston College. Chief Borders, Nebraska after transferring from Florida. Mo what's his name? Memorial? Memorable, Memorable Factor. Thank you. I, I, he went to Duke. He's a smart guy. Unbelievable. The guy's name's Memorial. Pig Cage. Come on. These aren't real, are they, Debo? LSU. Mo Bolitti? Is that a phrase that kills mobility? Mobility. mobility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to mobility. My bad. I got your name wrong, Mo. And then, of course, Kool-Aid is on the list as well. 
Major Burns at LSU. Storm Duck, yeah. who we uh, thought might come out last year. He returned to school, transferred, I believe. Dude Person. Experience <laughs> for big Dude Perfect fans, maybe. Central Arkansas. All right. Well, Kool-Aid's not even in the top 10 of that list, I feel like. No, I, I, I feel like going back and renaming my kids. <laughs> I mean, Mobility. Or mobility. I didn't even get that. Those are, are some great creative names. And uh, I will say this: you stick out. Like if a scout's looking at the the roster, did you have like, a nickname? Uh, Wilson. And my first name's Phil, so my friends would call me Phil sometimes. But nothing That's nickname. No, nah, nothing. Wilson? Nothing exciting. Like not not mobility or or dude beers or whatever his name was. <laughs> what was your nickname? I had a couple. Can you uh, repeat them? Uh, Otto was one. Otto is uh, a great nickname. I don't know what it means, but you look like you would be an Otto. Yeah, just because of the German background. So oh, that's a good one. Otto's Otto a good Spielman one. And then, <laughs> Otto. And then my dad called me Spuno all the time. Spuno? Spoon. Yeah. Spoon. How come? Because I couldn't announce Spielman when I was younger. Oh, okay. I called Spoonman all that's the time. That's funny. Your dad so, called you Spoon. What, yeah. were you, what were your brother's nicknames? Ogre. Ogre and Otto. Yeah. <laughs> Is that was he grumpy? He he walked around like an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> he had knuckles that, that dragged on the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're not doing anything to uh disabuse Pete's notion of what he called you and your brother. Meatheads. <laughs> Meatheads. Debo, what was your nickname? What do you think Debo's nickname was? Casanova, something like that? No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Gardner Minshew, what was your nickname? Do you I mean, all, all variations of my last name. Um, for for a, a bit there, some people called me Bones because I was made up of just skin and bones. And, That's true. And that is to this day. Did anyone call you uh, Boner? Like from uh, that show with um, Christian Cameron and Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> no. You remember that show? No one knows it. No. The sitcom. It was actually pretty popular. Yeah. Boner your your comps are even bad on this. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Hey, listen, I'm no Dakota Spears. I'll just say that. All right, let's go. That was good, Debo. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for making sure I didn't go too fast so I didn't recognize the poll that I won to make it six to three. Well, Again, moral victory for the Wilson team, for Team Wilson. All right, Otto, let's do this. Is Next it like up. the uh, fourth quarter and you're getting blown out? And 100%. Third team in there, and so you got to score at the end of the game. <laughs> we scored. We scored a two-yard touchdown with one minute to go, and lost by forty-eight. So we'll we will take that. That is I something. Think the to, fans out there, the people watching, may start feeling sorry for you. Listen, it's something to build on. That's the speech you That's gave. That's what the I game. said. Maybe you and the fans should get together against me on the uh, comps. All right, we'll work on that. All right, let's take a quick break before we get to the rest of these guys, and then we'll come back and talk about some more cornerbacks and safeties. All right, Rick, we're moving on past Kool Aid who we all like, top 15 pick we feel like. Next on our list, our aggregate rankings, Kalen King, the cornerback out of Penn State. I had him number – you had him number two on your list, and I had him number three. Huh? So we'll talk about that in a second. But cornerback, Penn State, unofficially 5'10 and 189, listed as a 4'47 guy. I think he plays plenty fast. Uh, had three interceptions last year. He is a animal in run support. The game I watched, he slipped a lot, so I don't know if that's just a cleat issue, but coming out of breaks, he, he a lot of times was, was struggling to get out of those breaks on comebacks and whatnot, um, but maybe that's just the, the field conditions. Other players weren't slipping, but either way. Um, I, I liked a lot of what he did uh, in terms of his ability to cover. He plays with an edge. You like to have cornerbacks who are willing to tackle. 
Um, I thought sometimes a little out of control coming downhill to make tackles uh, in after the after the catch. And you like you know you, you like the fact that he's there. You like him to be a little bit more under control. Um, because some uh, let's see, I noted that he would like I like to see him do a better job of getting off some perimeter blocks in terms of of uh, being the force defender on, on the outside there in the run game. But I feel like he has a chance to be drafted pretty high and. I'll ask you this, and I've asked you this about Dallas Turner playing opposite Will Anderson. Does it help? Does it matter that he's playing opposite Joey Porter and teams don't want to throw in that direction? I think it helped him because everybody was not throwing towards Joey Porter. He was the one that was getting targeted the most, and to right. me, he responded. And the reason I liked him number two is technically he has some things to get cleaned up, all that stuff about the slipping, all that is technical issues that can be corrected with coaching. Um but I love his aggressiveness, and that's hard to find at corners. If you're going to rate him, he'd be one of the upper echelon corners as far as run support. When you talk about him coming uh, out of control when he's closing to the ball at times in space, that can be corrected as well. What you can't teach is his aggressiveness, his twitch, his speed. And also, I think he has a knack for stripping the receiver of the ball and very aggressive that way. So all of the flaws or the negativity that you saw or that you just talked about, I think could all be fixed with technical uh, coaching um, because you can't teach the kid's attitude and the kid's grit and the kid's toughness. Uh, and the kid has that savvy that you look for in a corner and that mentality. He did struggle last year some <clears throat> versus uh, Harrison. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, give him, I'll give him that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where – I'm excited to see not to lead in the your drum roll here, but the rematch uh, against Ohio State next year against those two receivers. Yeah, Joey Porter had a really good game against Marvin Harrison in in, in that matchup as well. And we've talked about Olafashani, the left tackle, uh, matched up against some of those edge rushers. Ohio State. So there's a lot of reasons to be excited about uh, round two of Ohio State, Penn State, and I'm pretty sure you mentioned Ohio State uh, as the matchup you want to see going up against the left tackle Fashanu as well. Yeah, but yeah, he gave up. He got beat twice downfield versus Harrison Jr. And it was more of a technical thing, but he made a really nice show the ball awareness, made a really nice interception in the Utah game. And um, he also made a nice contested catch in the game. Hail Mary interception against Michigan State ball in the middle of the field. He's only listed at 5'10", 5'11", and he went up with a receiver and, and came down with the ball. And, and those are the things you like to see. And to your other point, uh, about you liking the aggressiveness, you know, as B Mac always says, you you rather have the coach always says, rather have to say, tell you whoa than sick him. And you're telling Kalen King, whoa, you're not begging him to go out there and hit somebody. He's looking for someone to hit, looking to make a play. Uh, he was my cornerback, two of the guys we watched here, but I actually had someone else ahead of him at, at two. We'll talk about him in a second, but let's get to the comps here. We talked about the game to watch Ohio State. And uh, before we do the comps, see the draft range. I had him as a uh, a second rounder. It feels like right now, but that's room to improve. He'll be a first rounder. You think so? Yep, he'll be below fifteen, but he'll be in the first round. Okay, you're not concerned. Just look about at the-, the history. Okay, if these guys have a good year and they run fast, they're going to go in the first round because the premier positions that go in the first round are offensive tackles pass rushers and cover guys and look at you just went through the stat on how many guys and how many guys ryan last year if we did this last year which debo didn't have the foresight to have us start this last summer (laughs) he waited till after the season yeah debo if 
you would have said those corners that all went last year that you named, would they have been listed as first round picks? Oh, no. The season. I'll give you credit. You were on Emmanuel Forbes early in the fall, but he wasn't in the first round conversation among the media last October. No. Devin Witherspoon wasn't because of the size. Right. And well, and he can, you know, like Kalen King, he'll hit you in the run game too. Right. But Devin Witherspoon ran, what do you run? The four threes, four, low four fours, low four fours. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ryan, should I revisit your early? 2023 mock and, and see the corner. oh I would love that yeah all right. I'm gonna run through this okay all right you got it with you you got to look it up I have it uh, Keely right. Ringo oh boy but everybody kind of agreed upon that yeah yeah uh, I did it but you didn't ask me Debo last summer you were going through contract negotiations <laughs> demanding a high everything you need for this show podcast salary um. You had Brandon Joseph out of Notre Dame safety. Yeah, I oh think he would have drafted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were so he, much better this year. Yeah, I'm, I I did not look at this, Ryan. I'm sorry before like That's I started nice. scrolling through it. Eli Ricks. Oh, my God. There were high right. expectations for Eli Ricks. And he had a great week one preseason. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, what Joey else? Porter Jr. Okay. He, he, was, he officially is a first rounder. He went 32nd. Yep. And the final one was Jordan Battle out of Alabama. Oh, my 32. God. What? He went in the third round. He went higher than I thought. Yeah. Well, you had him in the first round. It was That was literally uh, May of 2022 that I did that. Uh, whenever. Okay. If we're going to make excuses on the show, then let's, let's continue to do that. But I will guarantee you, Debo, what? that this summer scouting school series – will be much more accurate than Ryan trying to throw darts against the board. You can, say, you can say crap against the wall, <laughs> which is what I'm doing. It may, I admit it. I say, even I think at the top of that thing, I say this is more of a player to watch than a, a mock because I don't okay. know what I'm talking about. But So you're one of those scouts that kind of cover your arse as we... <laughs> Here's the thing. I just come yeah. off... Remember what I said. You give me your honest opinion. We'll get it fixed before the draft. Ryan, I'll, I'll say by the time you kind of came back around after the summer. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. Team. Yeah, let's team up no, against Rick after again. You came around after the summer and, and you know, did your summer scouting last year without Rick's presence. Um, you also had mentioned Clark Phillips, oh, Cam okay. Smith. Yeah, Cam had a rough... Yeah, I don't know if that's helping. It's helping a little bit, but those guys <laughs> and and Antonio Johnson. Again, Antonio Johnson's a guy who's having a good camp. I don't know why he went in the fifth round. We still don't know. We talked about this the other day, I think. Um I think I, I'm gonna sound like our buddy Pete here. I will be proven right, Rick. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm excited for you to be proven right. Oh, but here's what I wanted to mention. Does anyone feel sorry for me that you guys always team mm-hmm. up against me? Why am I always gotta be the villain on this show? That's the that's the role you choose, Rick. <laughs> so Devin Witherspoon isn't six feet tall, but again, he has special talents. Emmanuel Forbes, I think he's north of six feet, but he weighed 165 or whatever. Gonzalez looks like he's uh, you know, he was built in the factory. Deontay Banks the same, Joey Porter the same, Juju Brent's the same, who's the next the next cornerback drafted early in round two. Not a lot of guys who are 5'11, 189, 447. Like those numbers are okay. Like they're probably just slightly above average speed-wise, average for height and weight. But you're okay with that in terms of first-round talent? It's me against the world, yes. What does that mean? That means you and Debo say I'm wrong, but I'm going to say you're wrong. I'm going to write. He'll be I'm in just, the first round. 
Okay. It'll be a first round corner. No, I don't think you're wrong. I'm just curious. I'm just put that in the can, Debo, so we can play that after the draft next year. Oh gosh, this guy's dollar bet. Yeah, <laughs> dollar bet. Definitely a dollar bet. Yeah. No, I like I like him. Um, but as we've noted throughout the the scouting the summer scouting series, I undervalue where they, these guys are going, and you keep telling me I should overvalue them. So maybe I'll learn. Maybe I won't. Yeah. As I uh, tell my 16 year old, you'll figure it out one way or the other. <laughs> There's only so much talking I can do. All right, let's move on here. Oh, no, we do the comp. Sorry. You get me all discombobulated. All right. You can go first this time. Who's your comp? Denzel Ward. This is a rich comp. Denzel you think Marsh- Ward. Marshawn for Kool-Aid is rich. Denzel coming out. He was probably just below Marshawn, I felt like. He wasn't better than Marshawn coming out. I agree. Yeah, I thought they were close. Though. All right. So you think Kalen King. So Kalen King's going, if Kool-Aid goes 15, Kalen King's going 20th. Yes. Okay. All right. I get it. I went with um, Janoris Jenkins uh, more because of the size. Rick's face is about to contort. No, it's it's the uh, the old like uh, when you played cards and you try to guess where the queen is. I think uh, Debo <laughs> does all these pulls, and the one that you win, that that's the one he's going oh, to show yeah. on his show. Well, I'm sure he, Debo. If I had to guess and speak for Debo, he knows that most folks, a lot more people, know who Kool Aid McKinstry is than probably Kalen King at this point in the process. Except for you know Penn State fans and hardcore draft nerds. But yeah, I thought for the most part I did your top ranked prospect for all positions. Quarterback, you guys agreed on everything, and and we're sharing kind of notes before that show. But other than that, it was it was the top prospect. Okay. And then maybe one that I manipulated in Ryan's favor because he was down bad. <laughs> Thank you, Debo. Uh, there they go. Rick's, yeah, Rick the villain. <laughs> so speaking of nicknames, Janoris goes by, I think he goes by Jackrabbit now. I don't know if that's officially been changed, but uh, I know him as Janoris, but he's Jack, Jackrabbit when you look him up. But I, I like his his physicality uh, for a little guy, and that's sort of what drove, drew me to Kalen King. But either way, he's going in the first round. Book it. Congratulations, Kalen King. You, have, uh, you will be a first-round pick. I do like this game, though. All right, moving on. Going to safety now, Rick. We're going out west to USC. And this was your... So this guy, Kalen Bullock, out of USC, was your number five, if if I'm looking at the list correctly. Yes, and barely. And he was my number two. So this is going to be interesting. All right, so number one, he had five interceptions last year. Rick doesn't care about turnovers is what I'm hearing. Love that part of his game. Doesn't af- offer anything in the return game, just to, as a note. Listed as 6'3", 190, 449 guy unofficially. Long frame, but he's incredibly thin lower half, and, and, and I would imagine some of your concerns are where do you play him. Um, and coming downhill, helping in the run support and all that. He played deep safety, a lot of cover one and cover two. Even some co- uh, USC played a lot of those uh, three safety looks in the middle of the field. Um, so he played primarily deep. I thought he was smooth in his movements in the middle of the field. Um, he wasn't stiff at all in terms of changing directions. Had sideline to sideline coverage ability. Uh, not an enforcer in the run game. And, it's, you know, you look at him walking down the street, you could probably figure that out. Um, make the tackle, but he, he's not making. He's not a thumper. Uh, more sort of throws his body in the way. Uh, I thought he needs to get stronger and more willing to help in that in that area. But I liked his ability in, in the pass game. The run game is going to raise some questions. I agree. Um, like his length. Needs to add bulk and strength to his game. Needs to be more consistent tackling. And as a run defender, especially if you're the last line of defense, 
in the back end, but he does have range. He did show ball skills to go up and get it, which is important. I don't know where you got that. And uh, I thought <laughs> he, <laughs> he had five inch, uh, five inch, five interceptions. And you yeah, know, no, I mean, he said, I, I think it is important to have ball <laughs> instincts and awareness. That's like the number one trait <laughs> for DB. Okay. Um, but I thought he was a solid day two pick. Um, but I didn't think he was in the first round conversation. Off oh, what I see. No, we agree on that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I had him, um, in, in the same range and I officially had him as, as what? Kalen Book. I had him as a, a day two guy, early to mid day two. Okay. So, we agree so on far, that. the three guys we talked about, you only have one DB this year going in the first round, which I'll bet a dollar that there's more than one DB goes in the first round. So just for a peek behind the curtain for people listening and watching, you know, Rick sends me, I say, Rick, send me your name of guys that you've watched. And because Rick does his homework early, and then I'll circle back and watch those guys. And then I text you yesterday uh, uh, of a name, and you text me another name. And, both those names that we'll discuss at the end, I think, have chances to sneak into the first round as well. Right. So, yeah, so far, I only have one first rounder. Again, I'm undergrading. I'll learn my lesson or I won't. And, um, all right, what game are you interested in for Kalen Book? Uh, the Washington game uh, with McMillan uh, and Odunzi. Yeah. Yeah, that's two, it. You got it. Those are the two uh, receivers, the best receivers out in the uh, almost defunct pack 12 now right i mean it's crazy and <laughs> michael had... Penix jr as the quarterback yeah so i think that Explain will be that. a true uh true test for him going against those two caliber of receivers plus the quarterback yeah and odunzi is uh he ain't slight of frame so you're gonna have to bring him down yeah. so if, you, if you're gonna tackle that's that's the day you might want to decide to do it all right who's your comp for for Kalen book i had to go back into the uh minnesota viking days Talking about cheating, you think Debo's rigging the election? You just go back to your Viking scouting reports. And I'm going to go with Javon Curse because of the length. Because Javon was skinny, or when he came out of Clemson, we didn't draft him till the seventh round because he didn't run real well. Mm. But the one thing that changed in Curse was that he became much more physical as a football player. Uh, and his body matured than he was when he initially came out because I had issues with his tackling uh, when he came out of Clemson. How do you uh, fix that, though? Is that coaching? I think it's a little bit of coaching. It's a little bit of physically maturing. Um, but he did have some swagger to him. I think this kid has some swagger to him. Yeah. Uh, and we got that was one of the seventh round picks that probably outperformed where we were able to draft him. Uh, it's playing very well for Dallas right now. So I saw a lot of similarities to when Javon Curse came out. I went with Kirby Joseph, and it's not a perfect comp. The, the different body type, just the ball skills. That's only that's okay. that's all, all I right. focused on was the ball skills. Good. I know it's killing you. Um, there was a – was his name Pat Watkins? There was a Watkins from Florida State 15, 20 years ago who was like 6'4 and played deep safety. There aren't very many safeties that are 6'3. That's the other thing. No. And, and weigh 180 pounds or, or 190 is what he's listed at Kalen Book. Um, uh, you want to correct Rick on that that name that he was saying before the people in the comments jump in? Oh, he didn't say J-Ron? I think, you know, some people may be confused for the uh, the Florida Gator defensive end. Oh, I didn't hear that. I wasn't paying attention. Who did he say the Gator defensive end was? There's Javon Curse and then there's J-Ron Curse. Oh, J-Ron. You said Javon Curse? You said the freak? Yeah, it's J. Ron Curse. 
J-Ron, you got it. All right, yeah. Just for because people in the comments get mad if we don't if we get one thing yeah. wrong. Yep. And then it'll be like spill me a draft of the guy. You don't even know his first name. What the hell is <laughs> I the thought matter you said, with you? I thought you said J Ron anyway. Where did Javon Curse go to school? Oh, Debo just told us. Yeah. Dang it, Debo. The freak. He he was special. Uh, but J Ron Curse has certainly outplayed his, his draft stock at the number seven. Thank you, Debo, for that. Um, what is this going to say about the Kalen book, the deep safety position? I know Kirby Washington, you don't love uh Kirby Joseph, you don't love as the comp, but I was thinking more ball skills. And um, I like Kirby coming out, and people weren't were concerned about his speed. He didn't run at his pro day, didn't run at the combine, and that's one of the things you sort of have to, again, we've talked about figuring out. And I out. could see that, Comp, because when he came out, he did have good ball skills. I had some questions on his tackling ability, and he's improved. So there's a couple of examples of Bullock becoming a better tackler and more physical yeah. as a player yeah. because it's you've seen it in Curse. You've seen it in uh, Joseph. So is Kirby penciled in to be the starter? Yeah, he'll oh, be the starter. He'll good. be the starter opposite of uh, Gardner Johnson and Branch in the oh, in the slot as a Nick. That's, Aaron Glenn is quite happy about that development. Very happy. <laughs> Things are changing. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and hit these final two players in terms of cornerbacks. All right, Rick. For folks listening to the uh, audio version of this, we just had a commercial for Lioness. And I'm calling you this weekend when I get home. I yeah. need to start watching that. That's good. You're you're missing out on Paramount Plus. Zoe Saldana, one of my favorite actors. <laughs> All right, let's go to Georgia now. We'll talk about Javon Bullard. Um, sort of listed as safety, but he's a nickel. And he plays solely nickel. Uh, at least that's what we saw uh, at Georgia. Um, man in zone. He's he's a dog, as as the kids say. I had only two interceptions last season, but he saved him for the TCU game, the final. Uh, great timing there. Um, one was a, a Max. I don't know what Max Duggan was doing. Throwing, he had Quentin Johnson wide open in the middle of the field on a, on a deep post and overthrown by eighty yards. It felt like, but a great over the shoulder catch uh, by Bullard to track the ball in the air. He looked like the receiver on that play. And then there's another play closer to uh, TCU's end zone where he jumped a route and, and again showed good hands. I like this guy. Now he's playing on a defense where everyone is balling out, but he's still making plays. And and I think that's the takeaway there. I thought he co- he played with a lot of confidence. Uh, he's smooth in his movements, didn't fall for the double moves. Um, won't get out physical to the top of the route, even though he's unofficially listed at 5'10, 180. He's listed as a four or five six guy. He doesn't play that slow to me. Um, and four or five six isn't. Let me ask this, Rick. Is it better to be four or five six and have to kick inside or be on an island outside? Uh, four, five, six. If you're twitchy, and this kid is exceptionally quick. Yeah. When I say twitchy, that I think that as a Nick corner, you can get away with maybe some less speed. You know, the biggest thing is when you get extended down the field, down the seams, or if you get in a foot race across the field on deep crossing routes. Right. But this is a kid that played a lot faster than whatever the heck you came up with that estimate. I think it was from, from, uh, it wasn't from me, just from, you know, folks that I talked to, (laughs) (laughs) but you liked him is what I'm hearing. Yes. Love this kid. All right. Um, let's see here. I had him as a day two guy. How do you feel like that? Of course you would. Why wouldn't you? You think he sneaks into the first round? Yes. My goodness. Wait a second now. Listen, if Brian Branch doesn't go in the first round and these numbers bear, bear out, Javon Buller's not going ahead of Brian Branch. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's your response okay uh okay uh well so he's still i would imagine there's no plans of, of moving him 
uh, anywhere other than than the Nick. I know they they lost. Keely Let me Ring. ask you this, okay? Yeah. Because how scouts become better scouts is if you liked Brian Branch, but you were scared of the speed, and he goes and has a great rookie year and shows what he started to show in the preseason already, and you think this kid is a comparable, not that I'm giving ATs, wouldn't you say, well, listen, we were a little low on Brian Branch. We probably should. He's probably worthy of a later first-round pick. I'm thinking this kid is going to sneak definitely into the bottom of the first round if he continues to play the way he plays. You know what? That's a that's a great point. And here's – I'll tell you, I'm overthinking. Here's what I do. So when I go to watch the players, I get their height, weight, and speed, unofficial at this point, and go from there. I think what I'm going to start doing – I'm not going to look at their height, weight, or speed. I, I don't look at anything. I don't look at comps. You I didn't tell me that. I've known people. you for two years. You didn't all tell me I do is look at the tape. And <laughs> all I want to see is, does this kid excite me when I watch him play? That's and a, this was one of the kids that really got me excited. I enjoyed watching him. It's like after you go through two or three games yeah. and you're bored, mm-hmm. then, okay, he's a good player or whatever. When you say I've watched two or three games, I could watch this another three or four games on this kid because of his style of play. Those are the type of football players that got me excited. No, that's that's great advice. I'm going to stop looking at height, weight, speeds, unofficial or otherwise, and just watch the player. Part of the issues that might that's good advice, but Rick also doesn't know how to access the internet. That's also that's also true. He can't he can't punch in the numbers on his pewter. So he just he just hits the play button. Good I just point, hit the play know. button, go back and forth on the pewter. Yeah. See my OCD, I have to have everything organized. So I get everything organized, then I watch the player. I'm gonna have to do it in reverse. I watch the player and then worry about the stuff later. All right. Yes. All right. We'll see if that changes. So we got to do the whole summer scouting thing over again, I'm hearing. We got to watch all the players again. I'm good uh, with I feel pretty confident in my <laughs> evaluations to date so i don't know if we talked about this on the show before the show but when's the last time you watched as many players by august never no Maybe that's not true no when i was a scout bless though right yeah <laughs> yeah i did about 250 guys in the summer gosh the guys have been on a break for a while though. they've knocked these guys out for a month or so yeah yeah yep all right. Well, getting back. Who knows? Maybe you'll go back to bless though. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Javon Bullard, you like him a lot. Great advice. Don't worry about the height, weight, speed. Just watch the player. He's he's really good. I don't think it, watching him, he's not better than Brian Ban- Branch. Disregarding the, the the measurables. I like Brian Branch a little more, but it's close. Like it's a lot closer when you put it in that light. So, all right, fair enough. I'll give you that. Brian Branch should have been a first-round pick. And look, that also sort of supports your point. In the fall, everyone thought Brian Branch would be a 4-5 or five guy, maybe faster. So when I watched him, I didn't care about his speed because he played plenty fast, and I'd always gone, I had always had him going in those first-round mock drafts, and then he ran the 4-6, whatever. Didn't run at the Alabama Pro Day, right? No. Yeah, and it is what it is, but he he's going to be a starter in – and Detroit, and I think he's going to be really good. Okay, who is uh, – let's go first to the games to watch. Who do you want to see Javon Bullard go up against? Oh, I, I kind of looked – be- uh, I didn't see Georgia's schedule and any great receivers that he's going to have to go against. I mean, I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel, so I had to wait. I'm just going to say I'm going to wait and see who they match up in the postseason, and hopefully they'll play against the top-flight receiver. But their schedule this year – I really didn't see – they don't play LSU. And I didn't see really a top-flight receiver 
that I was excited to see that matchup. So I'm sorry, Debo, I, I didn't want to make something up. I'm just going off of <laughs> waiting for the postseason. I'm surprised you didn't pull the old Alabama trick and say practice. Lad McConkey might be his, his biggest uh, competition. And Brock Bowers uh, out of the Nick, maybe that's a matchup he, he'll see a little bit. That'll make you better. Um, and he, he may not face anyone as good as Brock Bowers in the postseason either. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, let's do the comps. You mentioned Brian Branch. You want to give the other Detroit Lion, Detroit Lion, Minnesota Vikings pipeline. Yeah, yeah the other one was uh, uh, Gardner Johnson too. So I, I kind of went more, but I see him. Gardner Johnson, when he came out, was that he didn't tackle very well coming out of Florida. No, he and did that's not. That's why he fell. Um, Brian Branch tackled, so that's why I went with Brian Branch. But because of the Nick safety flexibility. That's why those two kind of fit in that category. But after I contemplated everything, I went with Brian Branch. This is also, I'm realizing this has affected my comps because I look at the height weights. That's what I base them on. So my comp is going to be Brian Branch and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson too. I don't want to say my comp. <laughs> I went with uh, Jacoby Duran out of South Carolina State, who actually I loved him coming out. He'll be the next starter for the Rams. He's smallish, uh, but I think he... I think he went in the third round. He may have been a surprise. He may have gone surprised higher than I thought, but I thought he was a good football player. Uh, Javon Bullard obviously has a chance to be better than that, according to Rick. Yeah. All right. I have a new lease on life in terms of, of scouting these players. I'm not going to look at height, weights, or speeds. I'm just going to watch. Looking forward to that. All right. Let's go to number five on our list. Collectively, you had him number four, and I had him number five. Denzel Burke, cornerback out of Ohio state. And I'll be interested to hear you sell me on Denzel because I liked him. I didn't love him. He doesn't have any returnability and that's fine. I'm just noting that because some of these cornerbacks do no interceptions in 2022. He's unofficially just for people listening, 5'11, 189, four, five guy. And I thought he looked a little stiff at times uh, on comebacks and, and that consistently led to separation from the receiver I thought he got handsy at times at the top of routes. And Rick, you've talked uh, at nauseum about how that's something you can coach out of the player, but just something that I noted. Um, he was a little stiff on on covering slants and sometimes got pushed off the route by stronger, more physical wide receivers. That said, I thought he did a good job of understanding leverage and, and where his help was in coverage. Um, did really well in zone concept. Didn't get called ball, ball watching. He's a wrap-up tackler in space, and he can meet the ball at the catch point. And... Um, he did well in scramble drill. Like he did well to pass the wide receiver and uh, show the ability to run with the receiver on deep routes. So there are things that I liked, but in terms of where I had him ranked on the five players we've talked about so far, I thought he was clearly not a bad football player, but clearly five for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I, I was truly expecting more when I watched this tape, and I was very disappointed in watching last year's tape. I think he's more than athletic enough. I think you're wrong there. I think he has okay. his size and speed and quick twitch. All of that is there. I just think he needs to play with more strength and run support. I think he has to have more dog in him. Okay. I agree. He needs to be more patient versus double moves and reading receivers out of their break. He doesn't anticipate like some of the other guys that we talked about. Hey, Rick, sorry to interrupt you. How do you coach more dog into a player though? Because that goes I don't know if you can. Okay. Okay. So that's what you try as you go through this pre-draft process you try to figure out whether they have that or not. That's why you take all these psychological tests and all these other tests that you try to figure out what makes this player tick. Why does he play football? 
the physical tools are all there. Right. I just want to see if he has more dog or more fight in this dog than he showed in 2022. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm looking at your games to watch and that you're going back to the old Alabama tried true practice because right between Abuka and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. It ain't going to get any tougher than that. Nope. So, nope. and he played primarily outside. Yep. He played a little bit of slot, but mostly outside. Outside. He's yep. an outside guy. Okay. So that's um, Denzel Burke. Not quite up to the level of the other cornerbacks. Doesn't mean he can't be just from what we watched off of last year's tape. Now, you have him still as a possible first, second round guy? Yep. Oh, man. This feels like, oh, I have to look it up real quick. I can't think of his name. The cornerback who's now in, on the Ravens who came out of came out of Ohio State who, who was a lot of pub about in his last few years there. Let me see if I can find him. I probably won't be able to. Just wasting time here. I'll look it up in a second. Um, like, I feel like. I, I don't know. I think I feel like we're trying to put a round peg into a square hole here. I don't know if he's a first round guy, but we'll if you out. if you want if you went off just this year's tape, I would say no. I would agree with okay. you there. Okay. If I'm anticipating that he will play. And I just went and looked back at one game in 2021. Yeah. And it was a different player. So okay. I don't know right. why the difference was so and sometimes I mean, what happens is like and you know players get hurt and you don't they don't talk about it and that right. affects the way they play so right all right fair enough That's this a good kid point. has all the physical traits to be a first round talent yeah he just has to play to that level and he did in 21 off the brief view that i had because i've heard some things that he was a lot better in 21 than 22 i don't know why he wasn't as good in 22 okay but i was disappointed in 22 but if he got back to the flashes that I seen in 21 and he plays like that this year, that he'll end up in the first round. Oh, good point. That's, that's, that's worth noting because just because last hey, year, how many yeah. good points I make a lot of good points, even though I'm the villain on this podcast. Yeah. You're the, you're like the evil genius. That's what you are. <laughs> no, you, you've, you've made some, some, this has been your most enlightening podcast. So I appreciate you finally coming around 72 episodes in <laughs> helping me out a little, <laughs> making me a better uh, evaluator. All right. So, okay. So that makes your comp a little less insane. So who's your comp? You're cause you're looking at the totality of Denzel Burke's work, which means going back to look at 2021, even where he played. Better. And I didn't study all 21. I'm just saying I, I watched one game. Yeah. But I you noted flashes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Who's, who's your comp? Stefan Gilmore. was That's, my comp. That's one of the richest comps you've come up come up with so far. <laughs> All right. Well, look, man, Denzel, I hope you end up being Stefan Gilmore because that would be a great story and it would make Rick very happy. Uh, he would finally win one of these comp polls, I think. <laughs> I went with uh, a little less rich Levi Wallace. And okay. that's that's just based on a lot of uh, things. That yeah. Aren't, aren't just worth give me about. one thing you base that one on. Size. Okay. <laughs> I, get, I told you. I gave up on the uh, comp race. Three or four episodes ago. All right, Rick, let's quickly run through these guys. I thought based on 22 tape that I saw that Denzel was an early day three guy. Like I thought maybe you like the measurables. For, he may, maybe goes early fourth round. But as you know, there's other, there's other stuff to watch. The stuff I saw, I, I couldn't talk myself into it. Okay. But I have a new lease on life when it comes to evaluating players. No hike, no way. Start over evaluating players. So I I... Everybody. <laughs> and here's the thing: you and our buddy Prisco made fun of me for loving everybody last year. What's going to happen now that I? Have oh my all god! The, yeah, all the guardrails are off. All right, let's talk quickly about a couple of the guys we, we didn't get to, but 
Uh, I watched them, and I I was really impressed with these guys. So Nate Wiggins, the cornerback out of Clemson, he's still 19 years old. I don't like to talk a lot about these guys um, who aren't yet sure they're coming out. But, oh, boy, you talk about long, athletic, smooth. He will not tackle anyone in the run game. But, man, he can lock up anybody. Yeah, he's outside guy. Shut down, lock lock down, man corner. Yeah, you don't see – I think I put a comp for it. Let me see who I put the comp. I didn't put it on the on the rundown, but who's the comp for him? I said – I went crazy. I said, uh, oh, you're not going to like this. I said a little bit of Christian Gonzalez, but also a little Antonio Cromartie. Okay. Oh, Cromartie didn't hit anyone either. Right. That's part of it. And um, does Nate, I think Nate returned a few kicks too. So and Cromartie obviously did that. Okay. The other guy, and this is a completely different body type, Cooper DeGene, the cornerback out of uh, Iowa. He's listed at, I think he's 6'1", 209. Played opposite Raleigh Moss, our guy from last year. A lot to like with his game too. Completely different body type, but he can run. He's physical. He's athletic. He feels like an Iowa football player defensively anyway offense had some questions last year uh he's another guy that has a chance to be a first round pick i think yeah i just didn't know where to put him a corner or safety you know what i i scribbled that down and i we said the same thing about riley moss is that because he's white or because of his size uh i didn't have any issues with why uh moss playing corner i didn't either but we heard people say that yeah this one i think moss is a little faster in my opinion Moss was, uh, I thought Moss, up until the senior ball, time better than he played, although I thought he was good. Incredibly smart at Iowa on the tape. Right. Yeah. And the only reason this guy couldn't find a spot for him yet, and I'll wait till this year, is because I don't think he is as fast as Moss. Okay. All right. Unofficially, in case you're interested, he was listed as a 449 guy. We'll see. I mean, it, it feels crazy to think that he's faster than Javon Bullard, the Nick we were talking about at Georgia, but. We'll find out together. And then finally, the, the last name I'll mention is is Josh Newton, the cornerback out of TCU. TCU. Yeah. Listed at uh, almost 5'11", 188. He's a six-year senior, so he's a little older. I don't have his age, though. But again, he was physical throughout the route. Uh, he had three interceptions last year, one pick six. And um, I thought he did a lot of things that, that were – he was good against the run. I'm looking at my notes here just to circle back. Uh, I, I liked him as well. He's another guy that could be, I don't know, top 50, top 75 guy. Yep. All they're, right. They're, all these guys are going to pop up, and there's going to be five or six that go in the first round, like every year. If as you Debo, took a poll and Debo did his research instead of, you know. You wonder or, why you're the villain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Why, why am I the villain? <laughs> that he would say, on average, over the last five, six, ten years, this is how many corners and safeties go in the first round. And I bet you it's an average, and I'm just taking it off the top of my head, a, a minimum of five a year. Well, it was five last year, if you count Joey Porter Jr. as 32nd overall. And as Debo so ingloriously pointed out, reading my mock draft from May of 2022, a lot's going to change between the end of the the previous draft in, in the next draft because guys come out of nowhere like Devin no one's talking about Devin Witherspoon or Emmanuel Forbes uh last May and, and here Deontay Banks wasn't even on the radar at this point last season no no one knew him where yeah. was Gonzalez he like, was you, at, he transferred yeah from he Colorado from, but where yeah. were you where were you kind of thinking about him I don't know if I was talking a lot about him at this point but Rick and I weren't doing as as he noted 
Rick noted, Debo, you hadn't put the podcast together yet, so we didn't have a chance to do our summer scouting series last year. No, and That's I didn't even know I was doing college scouting till December. He was making Neymar demands. He wanted like <laughs> Neymar money, five hundred k every time he mentioned with the first pick on Twitter. <laughs> that sounds like Rick. Uh, all right, Rick, that's it. Got to get you out of the top of the hour. We're a few minutes over. But um, that is a wrap on episode 72. If you haven't yet, give us a little thumbs up. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review if you like what we do. Thanks, as always, to my guy, Rick. Thanks to Diva for producing. And thanks to all you guys who watch and listen. We'll be back next week. Oh, Mazelon. <laughs> that's the school song. Sing it. Sing it, Rick. I don't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next week we'll be back, and Rick will be have been inducted into the Massillon High School Hall of Fame, and we'll do some standout performances from preseason week two, so check that out as well. Congratulations, Rick! Go, go.